Well, a lot of you knew him as somebody who was very, very young. In fact, very versatile as a footballer. Uh, also, undoubtedly, one for the future. Uh, so his French club, Rams, uh, see him in that light as well. They've put their money where their mouths are. They've literally extended his contract. He'll tell me about it in just a second. He's only, what, 23 years old? Extremely, extremely influential uh, in his debut league and season. I'm talking about Marshall Bonetti. Uh, just as he did at Orlando Pirates, has gone on to cement his name in France. Um, I mean, he's been great. An unsung hero at a very early stage. And we catch up with this cool as a cucumber, Zimbabwean international defensive cog uh, who will uh, see the Eiffel Tower for another four solid years. And what an achievement indeed. Let's uh, welcome, uh, live from France, Marshal Monetti. Good evening. Welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. Thank you very much, Rob. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for inviting me also. You didn't tell me when you were leaving. What kind of a human being are you? <laughs> There was really nothing much to be said. Obviously, things have to be uh, shown on the football pitch, you know. So at least now uh, I got the chance to finally talk to you. I mean, firstly, congratulations, man. Uh, we, we've kept up with a lot of what you've been doing over there. And when you read a lot of the reports from the French publications, you know, they're in love with what you're doing. They're in love with the kind and the style of football that you, you deliver. You have given a commitment beyond a lot of people's expectations. How would you summarize the season that was, especially for you? Yeah, for me personally, uh, I always say this is a Christian. It's by God's grace, you know, that I was given this talent and this opportunity to be playing here. And obviously, leaving South Africa uh, after spending some time uh, with FC Cape Town, Baroka, and Paris, uh, it was a new challenge for me in a new continent. So I had to make sure that I quickly adjust to the demand. And uh, obviously, I go to a team that had a lot of young players and a very good coach. Uh, they really helped me to settle down, and uh, uh, the rest was history. We enjoyed ourselves, and uh, this season was fantastic. Obviously, we didn't finish it as, as the way we wanted, but uh, we made some good strides than what the team had achieved the previous season. Just remind our listeners how the team finished. Yeah, we finished on uh, fifth position, but because of the rule they used to uh, calculate the points, we then finished on sixth position, but we then qualified for the Europa League for next season. Wow, gee, that is, I mean, that is massive. Europa League, trust me, that is no mean feat. How, how do you feel about that? Because it takes a lot of struggle to get through. Obviously, for the Champions League, it's one thing, but also just to be able to play in Europe is a massive achievement. Yeah, it was one of my dreams as a young player, uh, having grown up watching uh, the UEFA and the Europa League, and obviously coming here with my first season. I didn't really, I even thought we could finish uh, with the position that we are right now. But obviously the team had done really well the previous season, they had finished on position 8. So coming to this season, we really pushed a lot, and uh, we knew that we had to aim a little bit higher with the coach. He tried to, to improve us as a team, as a group. So it really helped us to finish in the position that we are, and it's also a good achievement for me personally. Describe this, because this has baffled me for a while, Nyasha, is when, when you were at Pirates and then you went on that loan spell at Baraka and we could see your ability, 
But I don't think we saw your full potential while you were here. I mean, describe whether or not you were given that opportunity to be the kind of player that you've developed to be right now. Obviously, when I first joined FC Cape Town, I remember Mr. Aerodix, he just said to me after my first trial that uh, I see you as the next year at all. So obviously, his words coming to my ears as a 17-year-old boy, I was like, what is this uh, man saying? But then he gave me the platform to showcase my talent at FC Cape Town. And obviously, after six months, I had to go for some trials also at Pirates, and then they decided to sign me. So when I went to Pirates, I think that was the time that Eric Tingler left and there was Mushin. And Mushin made it clear that uh, he has no intention of playing me. So hmm. they loaned me to Baroka. So at Baroka also, it was a young team that I got a chance to play a lot of games. And I think I had about three goals there. So when I returned to Pirates, there was also another change that was there when uh, Mitchell was coming in. And uh, the club also at that time, I, tr- I think I tried to go to Ajax Cape Town, but the deal fell through. So obviously when Coach Mitchell was there in Roland, they had their own players and uh, they had their ambitions. So I had to sit about six months uh, in the season of 2017, 2017-2018, I think, uh, mm-hmm. without even being registered and playing. So obviously it took a huge blow to me uh, personally as a player uh, that was trying to make some strides after playing at Baroka. So when I got the chance to play, uh, they spoke to me saying that they want to use me as a centre-back. So for me personally, I just wanted to play. I didn't really care uh, where I would be playing. I would just try and improve myself and help the team, uh, even if I had to play as a centre-back. So obviously, a lot of people just thought that I'm a central defender, but uh, that wasn't really my position. So coming to study Reims, uh, when we signed the contract, they didn't sign me as a defender. They made it clear for me that they've been tracking uh, my improvement since I was at Baroka, and obviously for the Zim national team. So they wanted me to play as a midfielder, not as a defender. But obviously, I had to adjust to the requirements that I had been, that I had been given by the coaches at Orlando Pirates. Mm. That is incredible. I mean, that's an incredible journey. How did you feel, though? Because as you were describing uh, the fact that when Mushin Etrigo got there, you knew exactly that he was not going to give you an opportunity or you were not part of his plans. How did that make you feel at the time? At that time, I was just happy with playing for Pirates. But then when they told me that I had to go to Baroka, I was like, okay, no problem. I think for, for me as a young player, I have to really prove myself because people don't really know about me. So if I have to get a chance to play at Baroka, I would make sure that I use it for them to see my capabilities. So that's how I saw it at that time. I didn't complain, but I just had to do the work on the pitch. Hmm. And then keep that thought in mind. And, and I'm trying to transfer what I'm asking you, Nyasha, to what then happened now, when you get to France, I know it wasn't an immediate, uh, you know, shooting up to uh, star status there. It was a bit of a slow start for you. Um, you had a couple of five-minute, uh, you know, spells that you had in three games back-to-back uh, when you played against Nantes, Lille, as well as AS Monaco. But then, then the big game came through. And I think that's a game that everybody talks about, where you were then seeing yourself against the likes of Pablo Sarabia. You were seeing yourself with Ender Herrera. And and right there next to you was uh, the Brazilian uh, mega superstar Neymar. And you literally were the man of the match in that game. And I even remember from the France football where they spoke about your performance after the game and they declared you to have been the best player on the pitch. The best player 
on the pitch on that day um, at the Parc de France. Now, I, I don't even understand <laughs> how you felt because that is such an incredible achievement to have moved that quickly into one of the biggest stages in world football and dominate and command and have one of the biggest publications uh, in France declare you as having been the best player on the field on that day. Yeah, obviously for me, I think when I got here preseason, I got an injury on my ankle, so I think I had to be sidelined for about a month. So it took a huge step for me to to really try and uh, fix my ankle and then uh, try to train the team. So obviously when I was just getting some few minutes, I was happy with the improvement that I was doing. And going into that game against Paris, uh, like here we don't usually been told who's going to start, you just hear it in the meeting. So... I just had my name there, you are starting. Then I was like, thank you, God, you know. And uh, for me, as a prayerful person, I just knew that this is the platform that uh, God has been preparing me for throughout all the hardships that I've been through in my career and my life. So when I played that game, I was just expressing myself and enjoying the moment that God had given me and what uh, the team had believed in me and saw in me. So I was just happy that I could deliver in that day uh, on that big step. But tell me, though, Nyasha, how did you feel inside? You know, it's a big occasion. And when you look around, and I don't even know if you're looking around to try and see all of these guys. Were you nervous? Was there butterflies in the belly there? What, what was going through just your system? Give me a, a human sense of just uh, the <laughs> sheer magnitude of the game. It was amazing. I think when it started, I didn't really feel uh, the supporters or the atmosphere. I was just focused on playing and winning. Obviously, we did well as a team, but uh, after that, that's when you start to realize, you know, when the media starts to talk about it, ah, you were men of the men. So you'll be like, okay, I have to watch maybe the game again, because normally when things happen on the field of play, you don't really notice a lot of things because you're so concentrated on winning and uh, trying not to make a lot of mistakes. So I enjoyed the moment after the game, but before enjoying the game, uh, it wasn't really fun to enjoy because you had to keep up with the likes of Neymar, you know, Nera, Parabia, so it wasn't easy at that time. Because I went through the stats, man. I went through your stats. And I know that you're a humble guy, but I'm going to brag on your behalf. So allow me to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> after that game, the stats were incredible. You had five tackles, uh, which was the best total of the game. You had six interceptions. You won 11 duels. Now, on top of that, you completed 25 of your 30 attempted passes with the completion rate of 86%. Now, when you get a completion rate of 86% at any game, at any time, anywhere, trust me, that is top, top drawer delivery on one night. Sure, you looked at those stats and thought, hey, is this my show? Is this me, Munetti? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, you just try to improve yourself as a player. I think that is one of the key things to be a better player for your team it's because Players like me, we don't really get uh, credit at all, like mostly when, when it comes to games. So you just mm -hmm. try to be in the shadow and help uh, the team in any way possible. Because when you, team, when you win, it's, it's a team sport, you know, you only collect maximum points and uh, you go through to the next round or you get a fair position on the log. Tell me about this contract extension. Firstly, congratulations. How, how did it sit with you, knowing that, hey, man, for the next, what, four years or so, you sorted? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy because uh, the club showed faith in me. 
because I think we had a difficult situation before I signed, but uh, the club, Orlando Pirates, they helped me to, to make a better decision because there were a couple of offers that were there, but uh, they helped me to make the right decision. So for the club also, to show their faith in me, in my abilities as a young player who wasn't really playing much at Pirates, uh, but then uh, I had to prove myself to them, uh, to just improve myself and play and listen to them and uh, be a better player for them. And hopefully for the next coming years to make sure that we we improve as a group. You don't have to tell me how much, but if you had to compare salary-wise, <laughs> what you're getting now versus what you're getting before, how would you describe it, my friend? <laughs> uh, that is a tricky question, but obviously things will be slightly better uh, than mm. before. Slightly better. Is that how you want to wrap it? Slightly better. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, the, the, the bigger like picture for you, man. I mean, I'm just reading people's tweets, yeah. Kakiso and Dikonyana says that, uh, Good evening, Rob. Please tell Nyasha to keep on working hard and never shift a focus on his work. I can't wait to see him in Europa League next season. He will fly Africa and the Zimbabwean flag very high. Ramzmabote. Good to know that my dear uncle is always listening to this show. Uh, he says, the story of Nyasha should remind us that obstacles are nothing but detours, not the end of the road. Sometimes they are the launching pad to greatness. My God, let me read that again for you, Nyasha. I'll get your response. These are powerful yeah. words, man, from a very respected journalist in South Africa who listens religiously to the show. Rams Babote says, the story of Nyasha should remind us that obstacles are nothing but detours, not the end of the road. Sometimes they are the launching pad to greatness. Give me a response to that. Yeah, I totally agree with that one. Uh, I agree 100% with him because sometimes we take a look at failures and then we just give up. We stop trying. Even if there is a lot of uh, situations that allow us to give up. But uh, I think that is one thing in life that even young players should look up to because I'm just a person, a young boy who had his dream from all the way from Harare Mabuku uh, to fulfill my dreams to play in Europe, you know. But at times I thought maybe it was never going to be possible. At times I was even upset uh, or disappointed that I was not even playing at times at Pirates, you know. But uh, when God has his own ways, you would see that he has even bigger blessings for us if we don't give up. Uh, we just keep on trying, you know, and uh, pushing forward. So I totally agree with that uh, statement. And thank you for, for very much for that statement. Yeah, well, it's not only just on Twitter where you're setting uh, the scene alight here, uh, Mr. Monetti. Uh, let's go to a couple of voice notes, uh, lots of them that are coming through. I'm sure people are missing you, wondering what the hell happened to Michael. Uh, but yeah, here he is, <laughs> chatting to us all the way in front, right here at Mara Sports Worldwide. Let's listen in. Good evening, Mr. Marawa. And good evening to Munetzi, the young one. Um, I just need to advise you on this, man. Please just keep your feet on the ground and pick and play your the best of football. You know, we are very much proud of you. Look, you'll be playing in the Europa League. Congratulations, man. Look at Percy Taula's season, what he did. He made us proud, and I believe you'll do so to us. I just have a small question to you. What is it like being in Europe this time of COVID-19, coronavirus? This is Moses Mukwena of Hamukokwaila. Thank you. 
Hi Robert, can I ask the man what was the first chase uh, exchange that he had there in France and what are some of the big name changes that he hold, currently has in his cabinet there? Thank you. Good evening Mr. Rob. South Africa Good evening Rob, good evening to Mr. Monetze there. Now when he joined FC Cape Town, they released a statement saying that you're in the mold of a typical Ayatore, a big strong mobile player and a good passer of the ball. How did you feel by these comments? Thank you. Thank you, Robert, for having this guy. I think, you know what, Robert, I think South Africans must take, um, I don't know what, they must learn from this guy on how he's adapting in, in, in Europe. He's not complaining and saying he's missing home. He's doing the hard work. And imagine to have played for Morocco, but now to be playing in France. South African players must learn. They must learn. Thank you, Robert. Love the show. Ah, beautiful messages that are coming through. Thank you so much, everybody. And I'm sure, Nyasha, that, that, that must make you feel good, hearing all of those uh, voices coming through, full praise and support of you. Uh, and maybe let me start off with the, with the first one about uh, coronavirus. As you know, that, that has been uh, locking the entire world down. How are you coping? What's it like over there? I think uh, in the beginning, things were very hectic. We were not really allowed to go outside uh, when they uh, imposed the lockdown. But now uh, things are slightly getting back to normal. I think it's been about seven days now since we finished our lockdown. So I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. Things are getting better. And are you going to be moving at all? Are you going to be flying out anytime soon or are you going to stay put that side? I think I'm just going to stay put because uh, you just don't really need to travel unnecessarily. So yeah. I'll just yeah. stay put here. That's probably safer that way anyway. Um, there was also the other voice note, which I thought was a, was a great question to ask you uh, about your first jersey exchange. You know, at the end of the game, I'm not sure if it's going to happen post-COVID, uh, but who, who did you exchange jerseys with? Uh, the first one it was uh, one Bernard against uh, Paris after the match. That was my first jersey. Which one, sorry? Uh, one Bernard, the, the left back. Oh, the, yes. The, uh, yeah. And and which others do you have? Uh, I have a couple of jerseys, even Wongani Zungu, uh, Motiva. Uh, mm. I think a lot of players, even Bagayoko, yeah. do change uh, jerseys after the game. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. All right. The other question that came through before we disappear uh, is, would you go back to Pirates if uh, you were given a chance? Obviously, now I still have to make sure that I pursue my dreams here and try to get to, get to the highest level as possible as I can, you know. But uh, only God knows uh, what, uh, what we have in store in the future. But uh, Pirates is always home, and I'm very happy uh, with the chairman, uh, Dr. Ivan Corsa, and his family for giving me the platform. You know, they they were very supportive towards me uh, and uh, helpful to my career. So Pirates will always be home for me, and I think... If uh, there is a possibility to play back there, uh, when I come back, uh, I'll definitely go back to Paris. We'll, we'll keep you company, my friend. I know sometimes you think of home. I uh, hope this has helped you somewhat to just remember how people reflect and, and certainly respect you back here in the south of the African continent. Yes. Thank you very much, Rob, and I appreciate it. South Africa is always my second home, so 
good to hear a lot of uh, happy comments, people that are that have learned also from my career and that are happy for me. It's not only for me, but it's for all of us, uh, Zimbabwe, South Africa, and Africa also. Hundred percent. Let me remind you of the words that your your your, your club director general, uh, Matteo Lacour, said when you arrived uh, at the club. He described you as part of a logic of the future. So be part of that logic of the future. Nyasha, we remain very, very proud of you. Stay strong, stay safe, and everything of the best in the coming season. Thank you very much, Rob, and it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, sir. That's uh, Marshall Munetti uh, coming through. The Rams uh, player, as you heard. I mean, that's an incredible one. Oh, man, I just missed Benson Mshongo's message. He says, please tell Muneti to keep up the good word. That's from Coach Benson. I'm sure he's very, very proud. Uh, Coach, thank you so much indeed for sending that message. Uh, he was still on the line, so he would have heard that uh, coming through. Thank you ever, ever so much. All right.